Ladies and gentlemen, start the ink flow. Here's the intro. This ep is prep for the Sydney Penn Show. That's right, scribes and scribblers. It's the Nib Section official podcast of Fountain Pens, Oceania. We do a pencast, not to put too fine a point on it. I'm here with a very special set of hosts today. Uh, starting off with our fearless leader, Diana. Welcome, Diana. Good to see you again, Chuck. Uh, we're in the house that we did our first few episodes in. Uh, we're here with our favorite uh, paired set. Uh, I believe I've introduced you to oh, as Chuck. before. <laughs> oh, oh, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, here with uh, Mike and Sophia. Hello. Hello. Welcome, guys. Uh, um, Thank you. As always, uh, I am Chuck's Montano, uh, skinny writer, but my name's long. Now, what are we all writing with today, guys? I am holding in my hand, although I'm not doing much writing with it, um, my Olympio Vertigo, um, the extra large. You've all seen this, this guys. This is, I think, this one is, of my favorite ones. It's your go-to, right? It's my yeah. go-to. In our anniversary episode, I described it as my... What is it? The pen that probably best represents me, as well as being my desert island pen. Yeah, it's just a great everyday. Would you consider this an everyday pen? It's a bit gaudy. I, for I mean, day. I think every, but, every, every day it's an everyday. really depends on how much you want to commit to that. True, you know? it's this quite large, enameled in red and black. It's heavily tartan, which is what most people say about so it when they first. Chinese like a rat. Yeah, lac de chine, in very bold stripes and um, patterns. One of my babies. Cool. Uh, what about you, Mike? What are you writing with today? I've got a uh, Kuwaka All Sport in gunmetal grey, uh, but it's been slightly modified. Instead of the stainless steel nib, it's actually got a 14 karat gold nib. Yeah. So it's actually quite smooth compared to this. The steel's still pretty good, but this is smoother. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting a sense nice. of deja vu with that gold nib. You had it on a different pen initially, uh, didn't you? No, no, this is oh, a new no, no, development no. for me. No, this no, reminds me with this other Lamy. I, I had a cheapy yeah. Lamy with a gold nib. I yeah. This is a running thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> getting cheap pens and putting expensive nibs on. Yeah, the stealth yeah. upgrade. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Sophia? What are you writing with? Oh, to go along with the trend of pocket pens, I've got a Traveller's Company fountain pen. So there's not a lot of information about it online, surprisingly, and it writes beautifully even though it is a steel nib, uh, but it's just been my go-to. It's so easy to clip onto my uh, little Traveller's notebook or throw into my pocket. And it's patinaed up it. a bit. Yeah. It looks like Grumpy. a little Kaveco like kind of vibe. Absolutely, like a little bullet. Um, the love trial between like a Kaweco and uh, like a Fisher Space Pen. Yeah, it does yeah, look yeah. like that. Absolutely. And I'm kind of tempted to put a chain through the little hole on top. You're going to wear it around your neck. Oh. Yes, bring back those secretary pens. They're going to be cool again. <laughs> Continuing the, you know, fortuitously, I've also brought a pocket pen today. Uh, and I normally leave this one at work. It's normally a dedicated work pen. But it's a Pilot E95S in Burgundy. Uh, and it is too short for me to use unposted so it is the only pen that i use posted but it's a it's a great little one for much the same purposes i normally have it clipped to my collar at work just for quick note taking but um yeah it has migrated home with me this weekend um and it is um seeing a little bit of use wait that's the model that's also called the pilot elite is that yeah called? yeah so i think in japan it's called the elite and i think elsewhere it's the e95s like mm-hmm. they I've, I've seen it, the American model, it doesn't actually have elite printed on it. It has E. It just okay. has the E. Um, what is your set? It says elite. Because it does say elite. Because I, I oh. my one off record set. All right. Mm. Yeah. I think because it's based off the old Pilot Elite models that were full-sized, not not so. Um, it's got like such a 1950s vibe. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a great little cute pen with an inset, not inlaid, I think, inset. Because the nib, um, is it still gold? No, it's gold. It's gold. It's like oh, nice. the... But it's not flush, right? That's the, I think that's no, the main no. difference, right? It's, yeah. So it's, um, so it's not, yeah, it's not in, uh, inlaid like one of the Waterman Koreans or the Schaefer's, but it's uh, set in and it, it kind of just looks like a little fingernail poking out. Um, it, look, it's, it's a cute little pen and I didn't think I would like it as much as I did because everything else in my collection is so full-sized, like A23 size, but it, no, it's, uh, it fills a few gaps. Um, we do have a, a few mailbag items and reviews to catch up on. Diana, do you want to kick this one off? Okay, these these reviews came in months and months ago. If if you guys have been on iTunes, you know that uh, they have a different page for each region. Um, so when 
Okay, when you review on podcast in iTunes, we're in Australia, and the reviews that we put up are only showing on the iTunes Australia page. Right. When you're a um, content maker and you're having to check reviews, what you end up having to do is check the individual geographical regions, their pages in iTunes, which is a huge pain. Um, so I've been doing that until recently. But then I got this free um, service which compiles a monthly newsletter of um, all the reviews from the different pages on iTunes. So mm. once a month, um, this newsletter does it for me. I, I'll need to like link to that because I've forgotten what it's called. <laughs> I should promote it. But um, this has saved a lot of work for me. Um, and it also revealed a bunch of reviews that I've managed to miss. <laughs> So, which is why um, all of a sudden I'm reading out all these very, very old reviews. But anyway, okay, I'll read the first one. It's from Seal Cat, who I think has um, emailed us before and is now a member of um, FPO. FPO. Yeah, yeah, Catherine cool. Seal. So um, she says, Down Under comes up Trump's five out of five. Adore this podcast. I'm impressed by this warm group. There is continuity, but hosts vary episode by episode. Great voices to listen to. Who knew a Brit in the US would miss the Australian accent? <laughs> and a marvellous mixture of topics. There are clearly different levels of knowledge, but equally everyone is welcome. Doubt I could enjoy it more. Only wish there were more episodes to catch up with. Thank you so much, Catherine. Yeah, we're working on the episode upwards. Um, <laughs> um, our next review uh, from T. Lewis 1300. Pen Geeks Rejoice, five out of five. Pen Geeks, this is the podcast you're looking for. Great content and discussions. Really uh, short and sweet, but thank you, T. Lewis, 1300. And the last review is from Astro Boy underscore 1963. Stellar podcast, five out of five. This is such a fun podcast. I love the camaraderie and the accents. Episode 23 on ball points was a riot. Smiley face. Perfect for my morning commute. And I have genuine excitement for each new episode. Keep up the great work. Thank you, everyone, who reviews us on iTunes. It really helps us keep our spirits up (laughs) because we love hearing from our listeners and also to get visibility on um, iTunes podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You Um, know, we love hearing uh, from you. We we also uh, love the emails that we we get sometimes. There's a lot of information volunteered our way. If we haven't mentioned you so far, don't worry, you will be included in future episodes. Yeah, and also um, because we're always looking for... um, new ideas for topics for each episode feel free to write in any time if you want to hear something that you, we haven't talked about yet just let us know in an email absolutely um so we have two very special guests not only are they recurring hosts but you might have heard us mention their names before in connection with the sydney pen show in fact the very first episode they were on was a year ago and they were just in the very early days of organizing that back then. So um, Mark and Sophia are back to give us an update because we're only one week away from the first Sydney oh Pen Show. <laughs> does, does it actually make your heart skip faster knowing that it's only exactly seven days away? Oh, it stopped beating for me. Like, <laughs> oh, whereas mine's got a million miles an hour. Just way too fast, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, in the 12 months since, I'm sure there's been a lot of hard work, a lot of sleepless nights for both of you. Oh, geez, yes. There's just, like, a lot planned, and we've, and there's so much involved, and we're just so just trying to get everything ready in this last week. There's just, like, small elements that are just popping up left, right, and center that we just need to finish up. But once we've got that done, we're going to be ready. Yeah, so the past two weeks have been especially stressful like you said, sleepless nights, bouts of diarrhea, food poisoning, tummy upsets. Yes. Football food upset. poisoning. Yes. yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Is it just because you've been traveling? And- <gasps> no, it's more just bad eating habits. Yeah, bad, poor, poor <laughs> diet choices, really. Let's start back at the beginning. Mm. So um, I have some questions for both of you. Did you have any idea this time last year what you were getting into when you decided that you wanted to organise Sydney's first pen show. Well, I knew it was going to be hard work. I just didn't realise it was going to be this freaking hard. Yeah, there's no one in this. Oh, my God. Exactly. So you saw the tip of the iceberg. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then I dived under and yeah, I saw you're, the beast. now holding the whole thing from the bottom. Yes. Struggling to hold it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it was just, you know, we wanted to do so much. But it was just a matter of how. And... Yeah. The feasibility of it. Yeah. I think it was really brave. I mean, people always say, well, there's that saying, you know, um, journey of a thousand steps. 
No. What, what is the saying? Journey of a thousand miles. Miles starts with a single, single step. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can always get really intimidated by things, but, you know, it's important just, just to commit to something and just to say, I'll do it. It may, I may fuck it up. You know, I may fail. I'm not saying that you will. I'm sure it'll be great. But, you know, if you don't risk failure, then you'll never get anything done. Absolutely. Um, There was a lot of naysayers in the way. Yeah, but, you know, you want to focus on the support. And we've been, you know, lucky enough to have overwhelming support from the community uh, in Australia. You know, giving us feedback, reaching out to help, volunteering on the day. uh, And even people who aren't able to attend, you know, they're trying to help out any way that they can. So. And people coming from other cities. Yeah, yeah. it's not just Sydney that I've, I've Sydney. you know, it's like I, I do know that there's a, a contingent from Melbourne coming up. Absolutely, there is. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one or two overseas visitors too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, mainly from the US. But mainly Australian, a little bit of US too. Yeah, but that's, great. that's, that's very Great cool. for first year. Do we have any, uh, anybody coming over from Asia do we know about? Or? Not really. This, this kind of seems like the kind of... Uh, Maybe in future. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Especially... Because um, there's not many... Ooh. Ooh, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's, there's not many... I don't think there's many other major shows that are based in Asia that I'm Just, aware of. Just um, the Taipei. Taipei. I think Tainan has a pen show as well. Um, Hong Kong, of course, has its pen show. I think there's one I think. in, in Japan, Japan. has quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, no, oh. no, Japan has very different pen show culture because I think they tend to be organized by department stores and they're held in department stores yeah yeah generally speaking it's a very different style of pen show that's right because I saw Nagasawa did one recently actually yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. Mm. I think um I remember you posting about on about the pen show on FBO about yes. 16 months ago um but why what was the initial thinking behind why you wanted this to happen well just simply because Sydney doesn't have one like there's so many of us in the fountain pen community in both FPO and FPA. And I just thought we deserved one. Like this is such a passionate, (laughs) yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have such a passionate community. I mean, just Pelican hubs are a good example of that. We just pull some of the biggest numbers in the country. So it was just like a natural succession for us to kind of create an event. Was it easy to make that case? I mean, if you look at Sydney Pelican Hub numbers compared to Melbourne Pelican Hub numbers, um, were you able to, to, you know, say to sponsors, look, we, we pull in better numbers than they do. We probably have a larger market. Um, if they have a show, why can't we make a successful one here? Pretty much, yeah. And well, yeah, we, we never really kind of based it on the numbers of the Pelican Hub. I think we just kind of realised well, I mean, that, you, yeah. Of course, you guys, you work in the industry, so I'm pretty sure you have better stats mm. um, and um, market figures than generally speaking, we do. Um, But I'm just looking at um, the hubs that I've been to in the last couple of years and we now pull in bigger numbers than Melbourne, even though we – they started, I think, two years before um, the Sydney hub did. So it kind of makes sense, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the other other big influence for me was in 2014 I went to the DC pen show and I was like, oh, the largest pen show, the largest pen show in the world. Well, well, yeah. I was just about to ask if you if you drew any inspiration from that, you know, you know, putting this together for sure. So that was a, a big influence. Like uh, the, the way they've got it set up, they they have it in hotel function rooms. The the DC ones that big, it's actually spread out into the lobby. Yeah, it's huge, right? But it's just just so overwhelming, just like literally everyone from the entire country just flocks into this one place and just showcases, sells, talks about it just for, you know, several days straight. And I was just so overwhelmed. Like I even fangirled out when I saw Brian Goulet. I wanted to go talk to him, but I actually just kind of stood in the corner and just was like, oh my God, it's Brian Goulet. He's a lot taller than I thought he was as well. Yeah, but no, definitely DC Pen Show was a massive influence yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, like just actually seeing something that in something like that in action was just amazing and I was like, we need to have that Absolutely. in Sydney or at least something like that. Mm. So that know. was 2014? 2014, yeah. Was that before yeah. or after you went to your first Melbourne Pen Show? That was before because my first Melbourne show was 15 mm-hmm. and then I'd been, I've been going to the Melbourne show ever since. I was exposed to pen shows prior to the Melbourne one, yeah. And how did you want to um, 
like I know shows in different countries, they have their own different characteristics. Like in, in the UK, they tend to be, I think, in town halls and they're more focused on vintage and also general stationery, yep. um, not just fountain pen. And in the US, they tend to be more of these, um, well, they, they, they're larger and they're held in hotels and places like that. And they have this regular crowd that, um, really goes from show to show. Yeah. It's like a circus. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, I, I believe they call it the pen show circuit. And there's, yeah. there's a period of time where there's just non-stop shows right. throughout the entire year. And then around December, recently. November, December, it just stops. That's showbiz, baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I follow some of the people who are on the circuit and their traveling plans are just like, yeah, this week I'm going here, to, um, in a fortnight I'm somewhere else. And yeah, and there's, packing, new, and, and there's new shows popping up left, right, and yeah. center over there. Yeah. But sure. they're a larger country and they have a lot more people than we <laughs> yeah. do here. Um, so, but um, having been to those types of shows, how did you want uh, the Sydney Pen Show to... Um, you know, see itself? What kind of um, features did you want it to have compared to Melbourne and DC? Uh, well, the main, the main difference that I, that I want to bring to the show compared to the ones that you just mentioned, I wanted to get the, the industry more involved mm. um, as a whole. Like the US show, they might have little dribs and drabs, mm. yeah. but we've, we've got some really great companies coming to Sydney show yeah. just to showcase. Mm. Um, I don't think I don't know. I don't know if pilots have actually done anything like no, our show. No, not at all. So this is something new for a lot of the companies that are involved. This is more. Um, I think this yeah. reminds me a bit more of the Japanese shows, mm. like we were talking about. Yeah, you know, right. where um, the organisers mm. bring in the pen companies directly. Yes. Except, of course, you're not Takashi Maya. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not a. Just a big department store. No. Just as a real quick aside, listeners, if you're hearing any ambient noise, I think there's an open house in this uh, in this apartment. So there's uh, some some children and some doors slamming, uh, which we uh, which we cannot account for. <laughs> um, bear, so bear with us. Bear with us. Yeah, we don't have um, Sharon's padded uh, meeting room. Oh, geez. Oh, dear. That's real. <laughs> Um, I might I might pitch this one over to uh, Sophia for for a second. But mm -hmm. um, what what were some of the um, challenges that you encountered um, putting putting the show together? You think? Um, I, I imagine one of the first ones would be that, that this is one of the first ones. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So uh, for us, the main challenge was really securing a venue. It's really hard mm. to. Uh, <laughs> I, was really, I was really impressed with the venue location, by the mm. way. Yeah, that was definitely so a <laughs> yeah. Because originally, you know, for me, my own experience is only the Melbourne Pen Show. I've never gone to anything else. And that's organized in a town hall. So we started looking at town halls in the area. Um, but then from there, we thought, no, we kind of want, we wanted something a little bit different, something that was really easy to access. Something central. Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, people in, you know, FPO, FBA that we wanted to come along. We wanted people who were curious about fountain pens, um, families to be able to come in and, and have a look. So the Maritime Museum is the perfect venue, I, I think. I totally agree. I mean, mm. Sydney's a big tourist town mm. and we have a lot of students and visitors and being in Darling Harbour, you get so much um, just passerby. I think that'd be great. <laughs> it's also in that you're so close to everything that like you don't, like people don't have to like... You're not in a food desert. Yeah, you don't have to like load up with food and go and then... Like lead to like it's your, your everything's central yeah your everything's nearby from whatever else you need to do so you can like duck out and get a feed and then and there's back. a pub across the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've been meaning to ask you. Um, so with tickets, can you walk out and come back in? Yeah, absolutely. There, there will be pass outs. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so we'll have a stamp done. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, that that was our initial challenge because yeah. you can't really organise anything else without a venue, without a space. Nobody. Oh, sorry, and uh, nobody really wanted to know us or mm -hmm. do have any involvement yeah. until we had a venue. Yeah, because having the venue really sets the tone of what kind of exactly. show it's going to be. Yeah, right. Because you, you can approach these big companies and go, "Yeah, listen, mm -hmm. we're going to have this thing," and then have it 
in the middle of nowhere, you know. We could have it set in orange. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which like, is pretty cool still. Oh, of course like. it is. No, I'm no, no, no discount to orange. Don't orange is orange. really Don't cool. Love orange. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was just expecting, like, I was like, oh, maybe it'll end up being at Olympic Park or somewhere, or maybe it'll end up being at, like, uh, that, like, well, a, like a, a PCYC, like, kind of hole, or, like, I, I don't know. I actually genuinely, because me not having been to a pen show, you know, because I only bought tickets uh, the other the other day because I'm I'm a procrastinator. But seeing that it was at the Maritime Museum was like a real big surprise. It was it was like definitely like oh this is this is official. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to to overseas listeners, let me just fill you in on where, where the Maritime um, Museum. What, what's the opinion? Australian National Maritime Museum. Yeah. So where the Australian National Maritime Museum is, it's in the middle of Darling Harbour where um, a lot of tourists are. Um, it's near, tourist trap. It's a yeah. huge tourist trap. It's a very beautiful location. It's near the, um, it's near the, the aquarium. aquarium. It's yeah. near these shopping centres. It's so near, close to the CBD. It's within walking distance of the CBD. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's got so many restaurants. And the um, National Maritime Museum is also next to the International Convention Centre, the brand new one, mm-hmm. which is also this massive convention space. So it's it's. Right in the middle of Sydney, guys. Well, that's, that's, that's how goals. big deal it is. We'll get, it, we'll get into the ice. <laughs> <one day>. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after we did that, I think the, the next challenge was just trying to get everything done in a timely manner. Yeah. Um, so securing all the vendors, uh, making sure that we had enough people to, to be su- support on the day. Yeah, I, I think securing the vendors because we've got this industry background certainly helps. Mm. I think if if we were relatively new uh, new to the stationery industry, it would be a hell of a lot harder. Yeah. And I think that gave us the edge. Like a lot of people, my eight years in stationery, people were like, yeah, where, where, when can I sign up? I know you really well, Mark, so let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the challenges really? Um, the workshops, oh, sorting the workshops out. Yeah. Have you got a lot of of people signed up for those in advance for the workshop? 90% of the uh, the workshops are like sold Sold out. out. Oh, okay. Get in for that last 10%. (laughs) Yeah, all the, um, I think Moyers, the morning sessions all completely sold out. I think there are still some spaces in the afternoon, the 4pm session that she added later on. Um, All of Liz Steele's sessions are sold out. I think Tav's session is sold out. Um, There may be a few spots left on Ruben's after. Like there's a little bit left in the ribbons. Yeah. yeah, and there's still some tickets left on the bullet, the bullet journal. journal. Yeah. 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 Ruben Tabita? Yes. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Go see him. Buy tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, um, don't buy tickets because it's sold out. <laughs> yeah, but because um, a bunch of us are also volunteering on the day, we can't attend any of the work. <laughs> well, true sacrifice, but we really do appreciate it. I really wanted to do the Liz Steele class as well, um, but then I realised. Oh, she's yeah. Um, I've done her internet um, courses, Ooh. and she's she's a great instructor. Amazing. It's a lot of fun, Check and um, and apparently she she got um, she's working with maybe I think a stationery retailer and. Um, an art supply retailer, I think. So mm-hmm. she's got all these supplies that um, people who sign up for the workshops will receive. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. I mean, the well, tickets. that's news to me. <laughs> oh, um, she, she read about it on Instagram. Yeah, so the price did. of the mm-hmm. ticket of the workshop um, is way less than the, the cost of the supplies that you're going to receive mm-hmm. um, attending that workshop. So, so it's, it's just really like great a deal. really high value, high quality workshop. Fantastic, you're, yeah. You're missing out on. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. They're all sold out. <laughs> But if you got those um, prize tickets, good for you. Ooh. Really enjoy it. Well, if we, you know, if we get enough demand next year, we'll, we'll definitely oh, put more so workshops on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Really this was completely options. trying to gauge it, and we were doing at least two, a minimum two. Some were doing one, mm. but we're going to need to do more next year. I think that's year. a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, because like, this year is really about putting the feelers out. I mean, oh, yeah. We want to make a slash, but all at the same time. Um, it's just collecting information for what to do next year. I mean, was there anything that you really wanted to do this year, but you really had to tell yourself, no, this is something um, we'll save for later when we have more time to prepare and we can do it really well? Well, I really Um, wanted to have talks going on through the day as well. Um, So on the actual floor, 
while you're having a look around at all the different vendors. Mm-hmm. It would have been lovely to have a spot just to kind of sit down and, and interact and, and listen like to. Like Q&As? Yeah, Q&As. That would have been so amazing to, to organise. But I think um, for the venue that we have at the moment, it's... Space is a little bit yeah. tired with the amount of tables we got. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's the first thing that I would love to add to, to the pen show, but... I think just like have everything available earlier. Mm. Admittedly, we've left a few bits and pieces to the last minute. I think if we could have that available earlier, then people would be aware and they can kind of tell their friends and it can expand out a lot quicker. Or or also, yeah, like if this year is really, really successful, it'd be interesting if we could expand it to a two-day show because we have had people asking that. Um, There was one gentleman who wasn't able to attend because Saturday is the Sabbath. Um, So he was wondering if we had a pre-show. Yeah, so that's the intention for next year. We're going to do, hopefully try and do this over one night, two-day event. So you would have a Friday night pre-show, finance reasons, (laughs) we couldn't squeeze it over period of days because yeah. we're bootstrapping this yeah. Yeah. yeah also like when when are you like preloading everything in because because for a friday then everything would have to get loaded in on like, the bump bumping yeah. would be during friday. during the day yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is more difficult yeah mm-hmm. you know for the for the attendees um what do you two hope that they take away from the pen shop well what's your your kind of uh your mission statement for that <sighs> listen i just want them to the, the kind of feeling that you get from a meet, yes. just but on a much grander scale. Mm. That's essentially what you're going to take away from this. Um, the the way that that you it's just test inks, you can just test pens, just talk to people literally hours and hours and hours, which I have done. You know, like even at work, I've just yeah. been in trouble for talking too long <laughs> about pens to a customer without actually selling them. <laughs> Um, just was it that, Brian? <laughs> oh, Brian used to do that a lot, actually. Yeah, he doesn't do it anymore. Uh, but yeah, no, just just that you know that kind of buzz mm. that you get from a, from me, but on a larger scale. I mean, speaking yeah. of takeaway from the pen show, you guys have got the uh, pay, pay it forward table yes. um, set up, which is which is interesting for first time um, visitors for for the people that. Uh, just looking for new information on fountain pens, there's a pay it forward table. Yeah. What, uh, what exactly does that entail? Uh, so we'll be having little kits made up of just entry-level pens, different types of paper, uh, and just a little bit of information. Uh, cartridges. And, yeah, cartridges. Yeah. So for so people who... Really beginner stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and the whole point of that is we just wanted to make it really easy for others to get into to the passion and also that there will be people at the table who will be happy to answer any questions that, that attendees might have. Um, but the whole point of the Pay It Forward is just um, spreading the love so a lot of generous people in our fountain pen community have donated um, notebooks and, and pens, and it's just an amazing movement that's that originated in the US. So um, I think it was Oscar. Oscar Rodriguez. Yes, mm-hmm. Penthusiast. Penthusiast. Yes. So when he started, um, it kind of it's a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we wanted to coincide that with the um, Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation and the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so great cause. Absolutely, absolutely. So they, the, both tables will be next to each other with fantastic fashion volunteers um, to tell you guys all about it. I, I know in the early days there was talk about um, really making this an event that is for the community but also about sharing that love of mm. fountain pens with people who are not necessarily fountain pen users, yeah. which is, I think, the thought behind putting it. Um, placing the venue in such a very prominent location so you get people who would not necessarily know anything about a pen show so we get walk-ins just, yeah, yeah doing it walk-ins you know curious passers-bys you know uh, families with their kids on a weekend mm-hmm. who just wander in i mean i think the door entry is um very affordable um you can come in you can have a walk around pick something up from the <clears> pay it for table if um you're not used to using a fountain pen it's about making that the barrier to entry as low as possible, right? So you can bring in new users, and it's also about showing to the um, the industry that there is that interest mm, um, and ability to build 
at the market. Bring more products in for sure. Yes. Yeah. So great. There's got to be like some perks for us, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. And also just wanted to mention children under, was it? 13, 13 yeah. uh, have free entry as well. Yeah, yeah so, so bring your kids. Bring your kids. Keep them in control. <laughs> yeah, I mean, drop them off at, a, at the paint floor table. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mel Sanders from um, Melbourne is coming with her kids. I yes, think. she is. Yeah. Oh, and she, so and she, she made some um, special... Pen hoodies. Pen yes. hoodies. Pen hoodies. Yeah. Which <laughs> Adeline was very uh, passionate about. Adeline. She was trying to... So adorable. adorable. Was like, yes, oh, I love that. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, it is August, uh, so what is it? Nano is November. Yeah. Um, get a new pen. Write a novel. Um, you know, do do something. I'm I'm really just. Uh, I think I I got into fountain pens under the romantic notion that I would, if I got a nice pen, I would start writing a, a novel that has. Uh, I mean, really since failed to materialize. Um, get yourself a uh, fountain pen, and uh, maybe maybe your one works better uh, for for the novel writing. Um, either that, or I will have to assume responsibility for my own procrastination. <laughs> um, uh, what's some advice you'd like to give anyone that's that's in a similar position to you guys? And, you know, they're in a city or in, in a country that doesn't uh, have a lot of this sort of existing uh, event culture for fountain pens. Well, speaking of first? procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if, if you've got you know a list of tasks to do, you try your best to just get it done as early as possible um, because there's always going to be something else that pops up. Um, and would you say picking a venue would be one of the first things? Do that Very as soon as you can. Yeah. yeah, because as soon as you get that venue, then sponsors kind of flood in, mm-hmm. exhibitors kind of flood in. Because yeah. they won't commit to anything unless you... Yeah, and s- until you have something concrete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that might be difficult if you don't have that initial finance. Yeah. But once you've got that finance, then you can just back, piggyback off the sponsors and just get the thing, get get, get the rolling, event rolling. Yeah, and just plan, plan, plan everything, plan and then do, and just don't hesitate to ask. I think that's the other thing. Um, you know, people are really surprisingly generous and, and kind with their time, and and are willing to support, especially in the fountain pen community. So if you feel like you do need help, or or you're not too sure if a, a company is too big to attend your show, just ask. Just uh, yeah. yeah. You have nothing to lose but your pride. Absolutely. <laughs> also, uh, stick with phone calls uh, as opposed to emailing because mm. it's harder to ignore a phone call. Yes. <laughs> and everyone's uh, really busy, yeah. understandably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and- admittedly, a lot of emails were ignored, but mm. a lot of emails were answered. But yeah. phone calls, you can build a rapport. You can just yeah, get, so get a connection. Communication. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Any advice of, of what not to do? I don't know. Not plan. Not. <laughs> leave it to the last minute. Don't leave it to the <laughs> last minute. Just get if you can get it done three to four months before the show, you're, you're golden. Yes. I mean, you can probably wing a pen show and multiple vendors and events and sponsorship and workshops. You can probably wing that, right? Oh, oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh. Yes, Chuck, definitely. <laughs> Do you want to run next year? Yes, yes. Let <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, me just check my schedule first. But I think because a lot of the vendors for this particular show, it's um, their retailers, their pen companies. There's probably more pressure on you guys for it to do well and to be professional about it because you're not just, you know, it's not just vintage sellers who do this once a year and the rest of the time, you know, they have their day jobs and, you know, whatever. This is actually their industry um, and they will know if, you know, the first... Not to put pressure on you. No, <laughs> not at all. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> it's, to me, I'm... But I think it's really yeah. brave of you guys because... Do you need a towel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Personally, I do feel a little bit of pressure. Um, I think you feel the pressure more than I do, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I just want to make sure that everyone does have a good time. And in terms of the vendors, the fact that a lot of them aren't doing a lot of travel and bringing a lot to the show, I want to make sure that you know they, they feel that they are appreciated mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so numbers is definitely something that I, I'm keeping my eye on. Um, that, that admittedly was a bit of a kind of a lingering thing for me. Mm. The, 
the numbers have kind of been slow after we did the first 100 yeah. with the bottle, the special edition ink for the show. But the last two weeks, our sales have just, yeah, the ticket sales have just shot through the roof. And I, I think great. it's like people like yeah. Chuck who leave it to the yeah, last minute. Yeah, it's all the last minute people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can't take it personally, right? There's no. nothing wrong with us. <laughs> you <laughs> guys procrastinate. <laughs> so does everyone else. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a personal thing. It's not you. <laughs> so we need to give, oh, well, that's a lesson learned. We need to have more motivators to buy earlier. <laughs> yeah, but I think it might be as tricky um, next year. Yeah, because people will know, hopefully, that it is something that's fun to, to attend and, and it's a great way to meet people that you only really nerd out with online. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing that was really exciting. That And of all ages, too. Yeah, of all ages. So you've got professionals, you've got kids in uni, you've got families, and it's amazing. And everything in between. Everything yep. in between. And provided it's and provided that it is profitable, then you you won't be so reliant on early ticket sales next well, year. Well, we're not going to be yeah as desperate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've got an established, we've established ourselves, and we can just book well, essentially book the, the venue in straight away. Absolutely. So get started right now. Earlier, yeah. yeah. As opposed. To- well, give yourself like a month break. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But no, I'm glad we're yeah. talking about next year already because um I really want to know. I mean. You've already decided that if this goes well, you definitely want to do it again next year. Yeah. And even if it doesn't go well, I'm determined to make it better. better. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great attitude to have. Mm. But a, what would you do differently? Yeah, what are, what are the plans for next year? Floating barge, international waters. Oh, big gigantic fountain pen, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> down Darling Harbour. Yeah, big inflatable pen. Yeah. That would be amazing. I wanted one of those, but yeah, we couldn't get one made in time. <laughs> yeah, just, let's just blow the entire budget on the giant pen. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> no, no, no. How about like a giant balloon in the shape of a pen just outside? Oh man, like oh, a blimp. Yeah. Like people, yeah, like <laughs> a blimp. Let it, like, people can see from right across. Oh, I thought you meant one of those like flailing man things. No, oh, like man. A dancing bat. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. No, don't want to like get too much like used car sound. <laughs> well, the other main thing uh, is to try and get more international presence. Yeah. Like I'd like to get some of the some of the international makers that don't have a big presence in Australia Ooh. to kind of showcase the show. That'd be good. Yes, if people can see it in real life. More of the European makers, more of the American makers, more of the Japanese makers. I think the Japanese, we could probably target a bit more because that's closer. If you but, can bring one of like the Japanese um, nib most Well, that was, down, I was going to say that, that next. That would be amazing. We're going to try I would spend like half the day at the table. <laughs> well, I think everyone would spend half the day. <laughs> We, we might have to make that a couple of days if we... Because we that's considerably closer for them to fly than someone from Europe. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or even the States. Mm. Yeah. So, a Nibmeister. Nibmeister, for sure. Um, and I think also expand it. Like, the focus, of course, is going to be fountain pens, but we've had people kind of ask about mechanical pencils and and other sorts of stationery. It'd be really cool to be able to expand into those into, areas. Stationery in general, mm. yeah. Yeah, because with fountain pens, there's always going to be paper, there's going to be notebooks. Just want then, to expand that passion. Yes, and then I want to look into accessories because there's such a hole in the market for beautiful pen cases. And, yeah, that'd be definitely something I would want to research. Not to to grow. Yeah, for sure. I used to have to start looking for um, a venue that will fit, like, 500. <laughs> <Yeah>. Start now. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm coming out of both of you. It's uh, it's very, very refreshing to hear, even as uh, as as the deadline looms closer. You guys, are, you guys are very upbeat and positive. So I'm looking forward to next week. One last question. Go on. Just one thing from each of you. What's the one thing that you're most proud of that you've done last this last year Jeez. for the okay. pen show? Proud of nagging you. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I, I'm proud of Sophia for pushing me because. All throughout school and uni, I was one of those guys that would leave it to the last minute and get mediocre results, right? Uh, but without Sophia... Pencho Tudor. Pencho would, the Pencho would not exist. Pencho Tudor. Yeah, this would not exist. Like, if you didn't push me through this, this show would not exist. Takes two to tango. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just piggybacking on your passion and your vision. Like when we first met, um, it was something that you spoke really excitedly about. And I, I feel like I'm just oh, I'm kind of. Teary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just go 
going along for the ride with you and and I really hope everyone enjoys the little picture. High five! High five. <laughs> Go tea. <You> guys are <laughs> okay. Um, on that note, just before our anniversary episode, someone was asking for us to uh, answer the question: What are some do's and don'ts, like uh, pen show etiquette, what to do at a pen show, um, because a lot of people in Sydney, for, for them, it will be their very first pen show. So do you have any advice um, now that you're veterans of having been to several shows? Yeah. Um, if, you, if you're going to pick up a pen, it doesn't matter who it belongs to or where it is, ask. Mm-hmm. Ask first. That's pretty simple. Just be respectful of other people's possessions. Yeah. Even, Same like, as- if you want to buy it, pay for it first, then do what you want. <laughs> But um, yeah, be respectful. On that note, maybe bring some cash. Maybe not everybody yes. is going to be taking, um, you know, digital payments. Uh, there, there is ATMs in the harbour side yeah. nearby. Yeah. Uh, there is an ATM also in the the Bridge Hotel at Pinlock as well. Yeah. So there's plenty of ATMs. You don't have to walk too far. You got your pass out to get your money and come back. Don't don't set yourself a budget. That's yes. a good one. Don't leave yourself short. <laughs> so does that don't set yourself up? <laughs> yeah, spend all your money. No, no, no. Um, and if you've got something in mind, try and try and track that down. Mm. Yeah. Um, early too. Yes, get in early. Especially if you're looking for a vintage thing, because there's every chance that someone else might get there first. Yeah, I mean, speaking as someone who will be there from. 7, 7.30 in the morning. If I see something I like, I will buy it before the show even opens. Yeah, yeah, that will happen. And that's happened at... Than die. Yeah. <laughs> that happens at the, uh, the US shows too. They, but basically, the exhibitors will buy from each other yeah. before it even opens. Yeah. First so, pick, baby. Yeah. Um, I just, just quickly want to plug the trade table. If you've got any old pens that you want to get rid of, they've been sitting there, they're just not for you anymore, bring them into the show and we can sell them for you as well. We've got a separate table for single oh, pens. I've yes. been meaning to email that actually. Yeah, because oh, I it. think the idea... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. We did set the deadline for the 16th and it's only the 11th today mm. of August. Yeah. So I've got a few days we to just go. want to get the ball rolling. I have to procrastinate. So I'm... Yes. Uh, but no, I think that was a good idea because it's only a one-day show. There's none of that, um, you know, evening bar time where you can like trade between yourselves um so this gives a chance of us people who are trying to get rid of some um pens that aren't working for us for one reason or another and without having to commit to actually paying for a table yeah (laughs) yeah and it's a very low commission that you're charging yeah just just to get the get the feelers out if there's actually interest for it we didn't want to charge through the roof for it we just wanted to kind of get people's pens out there so it'll just be two dollars per pen and then we'll have Chrissy and Keith there at the table taking in all the pens. Uh, but we would really appreciate if you guys send an email to admin, so admin at sydneypenshow.com.au. Just so we've got the information prior, so Absolutely. we know what we've got coming. Mm. Yep. So, and is there a post on the Facebook or yep. um, with the instructions? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep, Instagram, there is. on Facebook. It's on all the social media. Okay, and I'll yep. link those in the show notes. Go to Fantastic. the page, look at the features, look at what we're expecting. There's a lot that they're not revealing to us as well, uh, even in, in advance to uh, us, the media. Um, it's uh, plenty to find out um, on the day. Dana, where are we going to find you on the day? I will be, as I said, I will be there bright and early to help set up. And then I think from nine to no, from 8 to 11, I will be ushering. So I'll be walking around doing whatever Sophia tells me to do. <laughs> Um, generally I think helping people out, um, and directing them to where they want to go. Um, then I'm having a lunch break and then maybe hopefully buy some stuff, um, in the noon period. And, um, that's when I also hopefully want to sit down with some vendors and visitors and record some segments for the show, for the podcast. And then in the afternoon, um, I will be with Sharon at the pay it forward table. So you can find us at the pay it forward table in the afternoon and walking around in the morning. So please come by and say hello. That'd be really great. I don't know what Mark's schedule for the day is. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think I have one real set thing. I think you I'm at the merch table for a bit. the merch table, yeah. Yeah, but I want to just make oh, sure. what merch do you have? We've got a pin. Yes, we've got a Sydney Pen Show pin. Um, uh, the pen hoodies. 
And hoodies? Well, yeah. it's really good because I heard that the Sydney Pin Show actually has a pen for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I see that coming? <laughs> We're going to be selling some pen cases from one of the, one of the members Henry, as well. Yeah, so, from Rod. Yeah, Rod Hadwell. Yeah, do come in and have a look. Yeah, and sure. where will the bottles of the um, Robert Oster um, Sydney Pen Show ink be sold? Oh, that's going to be on the merch table too. <laughs> you guys have your own ink for the show. Yes, we do. I, do. I did not know that. Thank you to Mr. Robert Oster. Mr. Oster. Oh, goodness gracious. He is a wonderful man. If you bought your ticket earlier, you could have got yeah. a bottle. Is, is the colour um, a surprise? Or? No, no it's, it's been surprise. revealed. Yeah, it's, it's lavender. Beautiful yeah. Lavender. With a light touch of sheen, actually. Mm. Oh, does it? Yes. Um, we haven't got the bubbles yet, um, but you know, the, from what I've seen, there's like a little hint of silver. That will definitely take it. Yeah, yeah, that subtle hint. Mm. It's not in your face. There's only really subtle so amounts of shame. Lilac is not one of my favourite colours in ink. I prefer darker, more saturated colours. But I know it's very popular. I know, you know people like Brian, they're crazy about those lilac-y wisteria colours. And they shade, generally tend to shade very nicely as well. And without and it, planning, it's, it's the, the little pen footies are also purple. Yes, Yes, purple's the colour of this year's show, mm. um, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and then we've also got an ink station as well. We do. So we've had a lot of wonderful people also donate a variety of inks of different brands for you to try out on the day. Including Mr. Roster. Yes, including Mr. Roster. Thank Oster. you, Mr. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Sounds so, like a <laughs> <laughs> so bring along your, your little notebooks and we'll have dip pens and Q-tips there for So you, you can just test all these things out Absolutely. too. Try so before you buy. More than 100. Can't give you the exact number. But definitely more than 100 inks available on the day. Yep. Check our Facebook page or check Instagram. Create a little checklist of all the places that you want to visit on the day, and yeah, how much money. And towards the date, we will actually we'll have a a layout. So so bullet bullet journal your own list. Yes, exactly. You know, if you if you um, have trouble with that, then uh, I hope you've got tickets to the bullet journal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, good luck, everyone. Um, We've all got fingers crossed for you. Uh, no, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. it'll be great. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. I, I am <laughs> it's 100% going to be great. <laughs> I, I am positive it'll agree There's a, there's a great. lot of up and down. Right. Uh, I'm sure the two of you have been working. And certainly hard. I will have great fun on the day. Yeah. Yes. That's what we we'll definitely yeah. that's see what the, we the, the results of your work mm. next week. Mm-hmm. Well, this takes us to our recommendation section with Mike and Sophia this time. I hope you guys have given it some thought. Uh, but this is where we recommend... Uh, things that we like that may or may not be fountain pen related uh, and that we just want to share with you the listeners for a little bit i am going to recommend uh an album uh that i found life-changing uh, when i listened to it then came out in 2007 2006 uh something like that uh the album is called below the heavens and it's by a rapper and producer duo called blue and exile it is a lot of jazzy, soulful type hip-hop, and it uh, was very formative to me. And it has also aged really well. I've listened to it again recently, and uh, it definitely holds up. I recommend that. That's all i got for today. I don't have an anti-wreck. It's very positive in the room right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have a show I want to wreck. I don't know if it's aired in Australia yet, but have you guys heard of Killing Eve? Oh, yes. Have you seen it? I have it. My book club ladies, they were all rating it highly. Oh, okay. okay. We're like a room full of Asians. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you might have heard about it recently because Sandra Oh is the star um, and leading lady of Killing Eve. And she was the very first Asian American to be nominated for... I think leading actress in a TV show called oh, recently. Yeah, so it's a big, big deal, and it's a great show. It's um, a sort of espionage comedy thriller. Um, it's very funny, but also very suspenseful. And it's written and I think produced by Phoebe Waller Bridge, who is this British comedian actress, fantastic writer, um, really dark and um, bizarre sense of humour. The producers, the writers, and a lot of the directors are all women. The, the two leading uh, actors are both women. Um, it's just a very unique show that I think a lot of people will enjoy because it's just something so different. Um, like it, 
its genre, its espionage genre, but a very different take on it. Watch Killing Eve, you guys. Cool. Um, a Netflix original uh, that I've, Sophia and I watched called Final Space. Oh, I was going to say that. Oh, really? I <laughs> took it from you. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, it's a bit like Futurama with like a dash of kind of like Family Guy, so a little bit of kind of crass humour, but it's not as much as, as those kind of other shows. Um, it's set in space and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's not afraid to go to really dark places. Yeah, it, gets, it has a lot of serious undertones. Yeah, so you find yourself just cracking up and then and next thing you know sinking. you want to cry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it, this is um, an animation? An animation. It's animation, yes. Yeah, so I should have started with that. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I definitely recommend that. It's really cool. Oh, gosh. Right, what's it about? Oh, oh. It's, it's, it's like a space opera. It really is. A set, yeah. So this guy, he, he impersonates a pilot to hit on, on, a, girl. on a girl. And, and he, he ends finds... up blowing up like 46 cruises. Yeah. <laughs> and and he gets, he gets imprisoned space. in space for years. And all he wants is cookies. It's so hard it's to explain. Like yes. It's so hard to explain. You guys have to watch it. And he does like five years <laughs> community service on this ship. Watch Final Space. Yes, Final Please. Space it's, on Netflix. Yeah, is, so that a, is that a shared wreck or are you, have you uh, found one in the meantime? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I was really... So when Mark was away, I found myself being able to watch whatever I wanted. And I watched a documentary called Tickled. I'm not too sure if you guys have ever heard of competitive tickling. Oh, my gosh. Um, so a, a New Zealand journalist just happened upon a Facebook page uh, dedicated to competitive tickling, and you just kind of delve into that world, and you do not expect <laughs> what comes out on the other end. So that's my recommendation. So if you want to expand... Uh, your understanding of the world a little bit more, I highly recommend watching Tickled. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mark and Sophia, for giving us a, a little bit of a lead-up to the Sydney Penn show. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I will be ambling about live storying and uh, interviewing people um, for, I mean, not for anything except my story, really. Uh, but... Uh, I will be doing that. Um, I imagine I will see the two of you floating around. Yes. Um, getting a lot done. But uh, thank you for letting us into your house once again. Well, thank you both. Thank, thank you very much. You'll find it a lot more difficult to get rid of us. <laughs> <laughs> you can sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you once again, Di. Thank you. All right. Until next time, listeners, uh, ink well. Future episodes of this podcast can be found at thenibsection.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hop onto iTunes, rate us, review us, and recommend us to your friends. Want to share your thoughts, suggestions, feedback? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at thenibsection at gmail.com. You can also comment at us on the Nib Section Facebook page or at the Nib Section on Twitter and Instagram. The Nib Section is the official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. Our producers this episode were Diana Zai and Chuck Montano. Recording and editing done by Diana Zai. Our music was composed by Michael Pierce. Our logo was designed by Will H. Smith with artwork by Melissa Graff. Thanks for listening.